Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to episode 153 of the Charity Stripe Podcast. we got a great show for you guys today. On the show, we'll be talking about... Scary Terry. Tiger Woods and his chances at winning the PGA Championship. And the draft lottery. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Baby, it's a charity stripe podcast. Hit your free throws because they free. So 153 coming hotter at you guys and so 152. And we are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, if you're crazy, do you believe? Believe. I am flanked on my left and on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators Nikki Snacks, Karida, and Alex Tossing the Rock, Disapolis. And we just have a really fun show for you guys today, so APU, as per usual, we're just going to kick it off with some fan questions. Question number one, dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the charity Stripe, is Dak Prescott worth $30 million a year? And that's from Alex in Dallas. And to answer that question, no, he's not. Toss, who are the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, and then Matt Ryan, who would also be at $30 million a year. So Matt Ryan is the bottom of 30 mil. He's the one that, and everyone else is above. Is correct. Correct. So that would mean that Russell or sorry, that Dak Prescott makes more than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Correct. Makes more than Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Makes Drew more Brees. than Phil Rivers. Drew Brees. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Kirk Cam. Cousins. I'm looking at this right now. And the Cam lowest Newton. Cam Newton's pretty low to me. Mm-hmm. He's at yeah, twenty point seven mil a year. Not worth thirty million. He's not, and I actually like Dak. I really do. I, I do he, too. He runs the ball well. He's a really excellent game manager. And when you have the best running back in football and the best offensive line, and now have a really good weapon in Amari Cooper, you got Witten back. I think Randall Cobb will be decent for the Cowboys. Their defense is great. I think the Cowboys are in an excellent position. They're just not in the position right now to throw him thirty million dollars a year. And I think himself as the quarterback has to look at it and go, if I go okay, take twenty five million dollars a year. That's five other million dollars you could allocate. Because Zeke's going to have to get paid. You got to pay the offensive line. Okay. You, you got to have to pay th- another receiver, maybe, if yeah. Cobb doesn't Any work. Any complimentary out. weapons that you need to win a Super Bowl, you need that $5 million. Mm-hmm. And it, look what, like, I, we talk about it time and time again since uh, our buddy Leaf brought up on the show. Like, the rookie quarterback contract is so valuable. Like, look what the Rams and the Eagles can do 
with Wentz and Goff onto these rookie deals. It's been huge for them. Even the Buccaneers have thrown around some money. It hasn't necessarily worked for them. But with Jameis under those deals, the Titans have done it well too. The Jaguars did it with Bortles' rookie contract. You know, so it has worked wonders for some teams, and they finally have to go out and give Foles some cash. But the $30 million a year is too much. Like, he can't be making more or as much as Matt Ryan. And say what you will about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is an MVP. Is an MVP, dude. And he's taking his team to Super Bowl. Yeah, you've got. Doc has not done that yet. Yeah, not yet. I I think it'd be a mistake for the Cowboys to lock him in for thirty million dollars a year, and not that he's like going to Kirk Cousins it. And Kirk Cousins, you know, that was his first year in Minnesota. They had some offensive line issues. Their running back committee wasn't fully healthy at all times. Um, so I'm I give him the benefit of the doubt. I still believe in Kirk Cousins, but it hasn't worked out for Derek Carr. The Jimmy G, we don't know how he's going to come back from injury. So and then Alex Smith, you know, they gave him that contract, and he's been hurt. And if you hear that loud noise in the background, you may or may not. I'm not sure know, if they can hear it. We don't know if the mics can I pick can it up. I can hear it. Yeah, I can really hear it. Outside, essentially, what's going on, we're surrounded by three sides of construction. It sounds studio. a bit like a jackhammer because it is a jackhammer. <laughs> if it sounds like a jackhammer going into metal, that's exactly what's going on. I don't know why they're jackhammering or screwing these metal things together. It's, I guess they're making a building, so that kind of does make sense. Yeah, it's in I, like making a building 101 is that you need those things. You but, guys yeah. have lived here for a little, little under a year now, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's been a day when there has not been construction. Oh, absolutely not. not a day or goes or by. sirens. That's crying. so. It, that's not so. a day goes by that I don't remember there being construction. <laughs> that's so true. I, and you know what? Call me crazy. I asked our landlord for some monetary compensation. I mean, which was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It was not ridiculous. Yeah, but they take away all the street parking here. And that's pretty much. I mean, you guys have four roommates and you guys <laughs> Josh, only have two spots. Josh thinks that our landlord is God. And, and will give us anything. I don't think our landlord's got yes, it. Yes, I'm, I'm being reasonable, okay? We all work from home. We run the show from home. We do other things from home. We're actors. You know, I can't have, you know, people slapping and cutting wood at like 2 in the afternoon. They were cutting wood at 7 a.m. all last week. That's embarrassing. Is it not? Not to, not, not to derail from sports too much. It'd be almost as embarrassing as giving Dak Prescott $30 million a year to kind of tie it back in. It'd be actually not even. Like, I'd rather give Dak Prescott $30 million a year from the Cowboys than getting wood sawed in my ear at 7 a.m. Just saying. Okay. All right. Sorry, I've had a lot of pent-up anger on this, you know. No. So no. <laughs> so no. I wouldn't give Dak Prescott. I think we're all in agreement on this one, too. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessary. I mean, I want him to be the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For but sure. I don't think he he needs $30 million. He shouldn't be paid as a top 10 QB because he's not a top 10 QB. And you have to look at it that way. And I think as the player, he's in a great situation right now with a great team. And I think he has to look at it. And, like, Brady takes pay cuts. Yeah, you know, I'd rather get more guaranteed money from Dak Prescott. Like, Brady is not in the top 15 annual, but he gets all of his money guaranteed. He's the 17th. Uh, highest paid quarterback. He's always done it like this. He also yeah. doesn't need that contract money. He's, he's also got getting so many endorsements. Yeah, yeah. What is he after? Nobody knows. He's just he's just a man against himself, honestly, at this point. He's the best a man can get. Yeah, really, truthfully. Nice. Uh, question number two, dear Josh, Nick, and Tosma, charity stripe. Is the Big Twelve the biggest toss up for college football next year? That's from Daniel and Austin. Uh, I hate to really go. I don't think so either. No, no. I, I think it's a two headed race. I think it's OU in Texas. Um, but there are other conferences out there that are definitely a toss-up. Gun, gun to your head, I don't think you know what's going to go down in the Pac-12. Well, I, I mean, I think we've we've discussed it's going to either be Oregon or Washington. Or, Washington. Washington. That's our, or the SEC. SEC, I mean, it, that's always you know either Bama, but like LSU's dope, uh, Georgia's dope. 
Do not know, sleep on the Gator. Do, don't, don't sleep on the Gators. Florida's. I mean, that's good. But I would say the Big Ten is pretty out there too. Yeah. Now that because you never know how gone. Fields going to be. I think that actually, like the Big Twelve for me is the most of a lock. Yeah. That it I will agree. either be Texas out of the ACC. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm A- not even counting. ACC. I actually think the Pac-12. You guys are talking about Oregon and Washington, but I also think that. Anything could happen in that conference. Yeah, because either of those teams could crumble. They, exactly. they rip yeah. each and other we'll never, to shreds. And we'll never like we count out Washington State every year, and it does not matter who's on. It could be like one of us. On the Stanford center. could like be sneaky yeah. decent, and then yeah, you know win some big games. Yeah, I, maybe like this is the year like Wisconsin like does it. Like everyone's like sleeping on Wisconsin. Taylor is a is the best running back in college football mm-hmm. for sure. And this is this could this be the year they make the jump? You know. I don't know. I mean, they don't have to necessarily. They have an easier way to get to the Big Ten championship because Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and you know Ohio State all have to tear each other apart to win that side of the division. Yeah. Now, in my eyes, though, for the Big Twelve, it's it's Texas or Oklahoma. I just don't see any other team jumping out. A West Virginia had a good thing going, but Wilger's gone, and their coach is in in Houston now. Yeah. And that so they're TCU's not the same. No. Patterson's a great coach, though. I always like him. He always throws out a good defense. Baylor's been off the rails for a while. Who knows what the fuck's going on there? Yeah. I've been to Waco once and never again. I'll never go to Waco again. Okay. Dope. I just, I don't know. I thought to throw that out there, too. Um, I'll put money on it that you will go to Waco one time again. Really? Yeah. In our in our sports coverage careers, something's yeah, going to okay, bring you maybe, there. Maybe. Good, yeah. I mean, it was a really good, like, tailgate. It was, really, it was a good tailgate, but then like, I, it was just cold. I don't know. I didn't really feel it. It wasn't like it was nothing. It was just desolate. I felt. Have you been? Yeah, of course. I grew up like forty five minutes away from Waco. Oh, and I, I, I bought my, I bought my first car in Waco. Really? Yeah, That's it was a two thousand and two Chevrolet Blazer. Nice. Ooh. How pumped Chevy were you when you bought it? I was like, yeah, first car. Oh my, okay. Did it have an aux cord? Yeah, I, no, I had to buy my own aux cord. Did it have a cassette? Port where you could put the cassette player that had the aux cord attached. You no. guys, know, you guys know those? I know yeah, those, of course, but yeah. no, mine had a CD player. But, those, those but loser, my stepdad actually like engineered like through the wiring, and we like made our own aux cord. It was pretty sick. Nice. He like gone in sixty seconds. It. Uh, I guess. So, like in the FBI. No, he just like restores cars. He's oh, good with cars. That's awesome. What was cool. your first car? Uh, two thousand two Toyota Avalon. Oh, two good year, baby. Yeah, it was a great year for cars. Josh, I drove. Ever I, had a car? No, no, I have, <laughs> I have. I have. I rocked the minivan for a lot of high school. Of course, you did. and then I such a theater kid. Okay, and then the uh, <laughs> wasn't that caravanning people, and then like, we were like getting out in, like little outfits and like playing instruments, like like a. Like you a guys were playing trades. I used to drive my mom's van. Honda Odyssey. For yeah, a while. yeah people underrate there. minivans. They are. I I mean I would I called it the ultimate luxury vehicle. Yeah. If you're looking for good seats that are very comfortable, the drop down. We had the drop down TV. Crucial rush hour two we on repeat. Too. We had one too. The drop down TV is clutch for any family yeah. road trip. That's a we had a Toyota Sienna. We had a Windstar. I think I don't even know what the hell that is. The uh, it's a Casino. That's uh, not a car. No, it's it definitely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the car. Well, what and were we talking about? This question. We're, we're talking about oh, Big Twelve. Uh, Big Twelve, and then we got to talk about Waco, and now we're talking about car. It's just like one of those shows. I think honestly, we could just get a little silly with it. I, my dad's business partner had an extra Mercedes convertible with like red leather seats. An and, extra. An extra Mercedes convertible. Red saying, leather right? seats is a, that's a statement. I know it was a statement, and I he gave it to me in like December. I, I had it for all of the second half of my senior year of high school, and like it was cold in New York, obviously, and I used to ride it with 
my top down with my high school girlfriend in the car and she would be like crying because it was so cold but i felt so cool with the the stick the the convertible up that i never put it down it's kind of a dick move. that's just like an absurd statement my 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 dad's friend had an extra mercedes convertible that he just gave to me well i don't know what you want to tell you like that's what happened an extra he doesn't have any kids he doesn't have any kids. He's, he had extra cars. Like, hey, you, you want to use it? It's this? like, hey, like I have an extra pair of socks. You got yours wet from playing basketball. So like, that, I'm on that level. If I don't have a, I don't have an extra. I don't even have a car right now. I'm I carless. Know. I know. I, I have just lifts. Uber. Oh, li- I'm Sorry. a lift guy. Lyft Uber. Guy. The Uber guys are creepy. They don't make as good conversation. Um, but the, <laughs> the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's gonna be. T- I'm excited though. I think this could be the year that Texas is favored. They're not though. But the, I, I, I'm not talking about what Vegas is saying. I'm talking about in our minds, in our unbiasedly, hearts. in our not even our heart, in our minds. I think this is the. I think this is the year. Yeah, I do too. All right, so we'll see what happens. But I think the Big Ten. I think it's a good point, Nick. I think the Big Ten's a huge toss up. Huge toss up. Because mm-hmm. you had Michigan winning. I do. You think Michigan? I had Michigan winning as well. And I think I'm, I'm between Wisconsin. It could still Ohio be Ohio State. State yeah. yeah. Of course, I'm never it could still be Michigan State. Yeah. Never count those guys out either. God damn, such a good, such a good conference. Question number three, dear Josh, Nick, and Tyus from the Charity Stripe. Will all five Eastern Conference Atlantic Division teams make the playoffs next year? And that's from Bobby in New York. So we're talking the Celtics. We're talking the Sixes. We're talking the Knicks. We're talking the Raptors. We're talking the Nets. Will all five of those teams okay. make the playoffs? Okay, first off, divisions in basketball are irrelevant. Point irrelevant. So no. irrelevant. They haven't been irrelevant since like NBA Live 06, bro. That was like the last time I can really notice them. I was a kid. So we'll go down the line. So Celtics, they're going to make the playoffs again. Yeah, whether Kyrie returns or not, I think. But they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They'll for sure make it. Raptors will make the playoffs again, whether Kawhi returns or not. Yeah. 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 They've, I mean, they've been the last how many years? Well, with DeRoz- DeRozan was there. I mean, and Lowry's if, if Kawhi, be- Kawhi doesn't return, they'll, they'll I mean, get someone. I'm interested to see what happens if he doesn't return. I think when he wins the Eastern Conference Finals, I think he will he'll return. return. Yeah. Sixers are locked. Yeah, yeah, they're locked. So that's three. I think. I think I actually, as much as it pains me to say this, I think the Sixers are the biggest lock to return because whether the Jimmy comes back or doesn't, the Bias come back doesn't pain me to say it. I think it's just the truth. I think it's. Oh, it pains me to say it because I'm a fan of the Celtics. I'm not a huge. I don't like the Sixers pretty yeah. much. You okay, know? I, I'm just saying that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think they'll, they'll get somebody in the fold. Yeah. Whether, I, whether, I, no matter who it is. I also think that the Nets are a lock. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're good right now. They're more of a lock than the Knicks easily because the Knicks are right well, now. Yeah, that's I mean, and that's also well, that's are, also a destination for Kyrie to play next year too. I, I think the Nets. We talked about it before in a couple of shows ago. I think the Nets is a Brooklyn's a way more viable destination if I'm a free agent than the Knicks. The Knicks like you they wanna, just have so much money. They have so but so the Nets have money too. Nets like haven't been like throwing out par- terrible contracts around the board. They they're actually in a good position to make something happen. You know. Yeah. And I mean, but we talked about this. Then we were talking about the Knicks and their roster. Um, with Ben, with Ben Lyons, they have so much money. So it's crazy. They could throw, they could do whatever they want. I'm curious to see what they do. I mean, we'll talk about the lottery later and more in depth. But having the three pick, like people were kind of pissed. They lost out in the Zion sweepstakes, but they automatically get one of Ja, Zion, who will go number one, or RJ. Right, right now you could bet a hundred. If you bet a million dollars, or they could trade on, away number three pick for Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's what I was, about. That was, that's what I was getting to. But if you tra- if you bet a million dollars on Zion being the first overall pick, you only win a hundred. How crazy is that? It's stupid. It's stupid. What if like one team like, what if what if the Pelicans are looking at it and they go, oh my god, like I love John Morant. 
<laughs> and then there's a rip job. <laughs> the Pelicans as a single human. I love Jaw Morant. Yeah, they're gonna take Zion, so he's, he's gonna go on. cute. I think. I think. Are you? You're pretty consensus that the that Jaw's gonna go two toss. Or are you not sold? No, I think he'll go two. I think he. I think he will. I think that what I what we were talking about yesterday, or at least what I threw out there, is is something that we can really heavily consider for the Grizzlies. It also paves Them the moving way. moving Conley. It, yeah, paves the way for Conley to, to get rid to of his support. massive contract where he's getting paid way too much. Um, and, and and you know have that free cap space in the future to then go and sign Jaw and Jaron Jackson and like really build their franchise around those two guys. Yeah, maybe would be a great like one two. Maybe get out of the contract. Maybe throw Mike Conley to the Pistons. Bring in Reggie Jackson's contract for like one year. Mm-hmm. Got a piece or two in there, but really get out of Conley's contract and have the Pistons. I mean, there are a lot of out. teams that were in the playoffs this year that need a point guard like Mike, Mike Conley. No offense, to, you like DJ Augustine, so do I. But he's a backup, and I think the Magic could actually mm-hmm. use him. To, and like, I think the Jazz. I mean, he's an upgrade over Rubio. Yeah, for sure. I think they could swap him for Rubio. And the Pistons, right? If the Pistons want to compete while they still have Andre Drummond and and Blake Griffin, maybe they the, they need him. Maybe the Bulls make a wild move and throw like the number seven pick for Conley. I don't know. I don't think that really solves anything. But that's no. Like so Chicago or the Timberwolves. Well, or listen, if the Celtics lose Kyrie, they I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't. I don't I'd be surprised. They need a point guard though. Yeah. Or we were talking about Terry being the point guard and no, playing yeah. forty minutes a game. I don't think so. I think Kemba is the answer in Boston. Ooh. Just saying. I think that if I'm if I'm a not if I'm a betting man, if I'm running the team, I think I'm going Kemba Walker. That's what I would want to do. So so far we have the Celtics, the Sixers, the Raptors, and the Nets. Well, the biggest question mark is who who do the Knicks who do the Knicks get? So, what do they do? Exactly, we don't know yet. Do they get KD Kyrie and then keep RJ? Do they get KD Kyrie trade RJ and Knox and something and the future picks for Maybe AD Andy Davis and then have ten and then have Dennis Smith Jr. and Mitchell Rock. If they have Kyrie, KD, Trier. Dennis Smith Jr. How do they not make it? And Mitchell Rob, they're good. I, they will make it. I think they could win. Win the East. The East. I think Katie and Kyrie will actually complement each other that well. I think Mitchell Robinson is one of the was one of the steals of the draft last year. He's yeah. such a good interior defender. He is a really great interior defender. So the answer yeah. is yes, all five. So I think I think all five will actually make it. I think so. But it's interesting. I, I think because then we have to. Who are we dropping out? Are we dropping the Pistons out? Because the Knicks are coming in. The, 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 We're not dropping the Bucks. Nope, not dropping Bucks. Sell, sell leaves yeah. two spots. By Pacers. I mean, the Bucks and the Sixers are locks for me. I think the Pacers are gonna have a tough time next year. But look what the Pacers did, even without Victor Oladipo. They were hovering five hundred. But if teams are getting like, I think the Magic are going to get better. I think the Pistons are going to make a move, whether they get better or not from it is remains to be seen. But I think the Conley thing is a viable clouds. option for the Pistons. And then the Knicks that we're talking about. So if those three teams are getting better, and that Oladipo is not going to play next year, right? Okay, so, he, so the like Pacers, out. the Pacers can get bounced. Yeah, I've, I, I really don't. I hate going on and saying things like this because, like, this would happen with the Blazers. We doubted the, I especially doubted the Blazers, and they went on and now they're in the Western Conference Finals. I just don't see the Pacers don't have enough boom to get it done, and I think these other teams are kind of building that boom firepower. Okay. Okay. Let's put it on on the record that we think all five of these teams oh, yeah, for sure. in this division, which divisions one, Atlanta. are making the playoffs next year. Yup. Question number five, dear Josh, Nick, and Toss from the charity stripe: Should the Timberwolves trade Andrew Wiggins? And that's from Tristan in Minnesota. Should, Minnesota, we're back in Minnesota, guys. We haven't had a Minnesota question in a hot min, but we're back up north. And should they trade Andrew Wiggins? 
Absolutely. Can they trade Wiggins? I don't know. I think other than John Wall is like the toughest contract to trade. Because he's just not good. Like he's not. I'm sorry. Like he's not a great player. He's not what we thought he was going to be. It's kind of a disappointment. I was rooting for him. I did I get the Andrew Wiggins jersey the minute you know the when he was drafted? Yes, I had the full faith. I mean, as a he's supposed to be a premier scorer and he's he was shooting forty one percent from the field. It's not great. His free throw percentage. Well, you had is the Cavs than, jersey. No, I had the I had the, the T Wolves. The minute oh, that one came out, gotcha. Um, the free throw percentage is less than seventy. No bueno. His rebounds are weak for a guy that's six eight. He's averaging less than 20 points per game. He cannot. He's not good from three. And his assist numbers are down. He's not good defensively. So this guy is getting paid a lot of money. And teams, what are you going to give up for him? They have to get out of his contract. I can't imagine the Timberwolves kind of trying to give up Wiggins and expecting to get something serious back for him. This franchise, was it's, it's, it's a shame because this is a franchise like a year and a half ago that we actually thought was going in the right direction after that big Jimmy Butler trade. They bring in Jeff Teague. All of a sudden, it's Cat, Butler, Teague, Wiggins, yeah, Gorgie was good back in the heyday. Still, did they still have Pekovic then, too? Yeah, but he was kind of dwindling down, but they still had him on the roster. I mean, they had some pieces there, and then they were a playoff team, and then the whole Butler thing floundered, and they actually got a really good return for Jimmy Butler, all things considered. Dario's great there. So they have Dario, they have Cat, they have Covington, and they wouldn't have had Jones. those. Jones. Jones I, I think they, 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 they should never have made that Jimmy Butler trade in the first place. Because as good as those guys are, I think Markkanen is the best option of every player that's been involved like in the Timberwolves organization other than Cat in the past three years. And Zach Levine's a good scorer, too. He's great. He's great. He's really good. He is a scorer who's scoring 24 points a game instead of 18. He's better than Wiggins. I'd rather have, way better. I'd rather have him than Wiggins. And shooting way better, too. And I, I would rather have Markkanen over everybody. It's my biggest issue. I think if the Timberwolves had Markkanen and Cat... I think that's like, like we're saying Carter and Markinen's a great duo. Imagine Cat and Markinen. That would be one of the best big men do one offensively. I just like and he's who, a good shot blocker too. No one want who wants Andrew Wiggins? Who wants him? Drake does. Who, I don't know. <laughs> who wants a perimeter scorer that's like not that great of a defender and doesn't shoot at a high clip? No, you need like especially you need your two guard, your quote unquote two guard. To be because you have to defend James Harden, you have to defend Clay or Steph, whoever you put him on. He'd probably play on Steph. You have to defend CJ McCollum. Yeah, he would never play on Steph. Never, he had never. To play, he had to play on Clay. You're no, no, no. He's not playing on a guard. He's playing on a wing. He's guarding Paul George. Doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Then he can't guard him though. He the guy who he has to guard all these. He has to guard like a wing. Then these there's so many good wings like a Kawhi. He can't guard these guys. No, point. he can't. He cannot, and he cannot guard guards either. So he he came in the league as a shooting guard. No, he came in the league as a small forward. Two guard, he can't, whatever. He's a small forward. Fine. He's a body of a small forward. I'm telling you, he came in the league as a two guard. It, but he can't guard <laughs> anybody. He can't guard anybody on the wing. He can't guard anybody on the outside is my point. We're in, we agree in the same way. This guy can't guard people defensively. And that's a huge issue now. You have to be able to stop the other guys. I don't care how many points they're dropping in the regular season. We're seeing it right now. You can't stop Clay or Steph or any of these guys. Then you're not going to win. Yeah, so I'm if I'm any other team in the NBA, I'm not trading for him because I don't like his efficiency from a scoring standpoint, and I don't like his versatility from a defensive standpoint. No. Because if you're if you're gonna be a scorer, you got to be Lou Will. You got to be that good. If if that's all you're bringing to the table, Lou Will is a terrible defender. Yeah, but he's like the he's but like, he's so high percentage. Yeah, and he hits clutch shots all the time for the Clippers. That's the floor. 
that's the floor that you you have to be at least as good of a scorer as Lou will if you're yeah, that bad. Really hard. That's hard to be. But yeah. you're that bad at defense. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's fair. His nicknames: Maple Jordan Junior, Jordan the Prospect, Mister Fantastic, and then Wigs. It's Wigs it's now. Wigs now. <laughs> All those nicknames are Garbaggio. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be able to train him for anything big. Question number five. Dear Josh Nikentos from the Charity Stripe, will Tyga win the PGA Championship this weekend in Bethpage yeah, in hot. Farmingdale, Long Island? It's like 15 minutes away from my house, guys. He's hot. He's hot. Man's hot right now. He is the favorite, 8-1. to one. Uh, Kepka, I believe, won it last year, and he's 10-1 to one right now. So, honestly, I'm riding Kepka. I'm going to ride because he was close in the Masters. Tiger had that great finish. I think Tiger's a favorite and should be the favorite. You're going with Tiger? Yeah. Okay. I'm going with, I'm going. With, I think your man Finau, who you had, he's a 30 to 1. That's a good bet. No, I love Finau. I think that's a good bet. He's 30 to 1. Uh, he, he had a great Masters. He's you, driving the ball. He's top 10 in driving, you know, yards right now. You he's, don't want to be the guy that bets against Tiger, though. Yeah, especially when Tiger's, when Tiger's hot. Yeah. And because he's it, hot for a reason because he's that good. He's the best player in the world. DJ's great. He's the number one right now, but he's Tiger's the best in the world. I'm not confident in Rory after that performance of the Masters. My um, only thing is like durability and stamina. Is Tiger the same Tiger that we used to see where he can still perform at this elite level, best in the world level year. consistently for the entire year? Yeah. Or did he kind of like, did he mail it all in for the, the Masters and now is like going to feel some of the effects? I feel like he's his preparation has has been pretty stellar, so I think that he'll be he'll be fine. But I'm interested to see kind of his stamina throughout the weekend. He's going to be competitive. I just I'm go I, I think he'll finish in the top ten. You know I I just think Fina's a good bet if you want to make money. Like the thirty to one odds is good, and then he's been he's been playing very well. I think Tiger is the safest bet to win. I think Kepka though is I think many people would be picking him. Is what I would be going with. Okay, cool. So that's what I'd be saying. I think Tiger's got as good a shot, obviously, as anybody and should be the favorite. And those are fan questions, guys. Really good stuff. Moving on to You Gotta Be Kidding Me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? Kidding me. Are you kidding me or what? You've gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You've gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. Nikki Snacks Crowder, take it away. Terry Rozier. He goes on the first take. He has some quotes saying that, you know, the Celtics organization has a lot of attitudes. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, hard to play with, hard to coach because they always demand the ball. You don't need that. You're scary, Terry. Like, like you're a role player on that team. You know, like you don't need to be calling shots and calling people out. For the, I mean, it's Kyrie Irving, right? He's a superstar in the NBA. You're, you're Terry Rozier. You're a seventh man. You're a seventh man. And he kind of, you know, just talks shit about his team. And after they got bounced out of the playoffs, and it's just not cool. And he, he said that he wouldn't want to return if they kept the exact same team together. Oh, then go, bro. Then go. Like, I mean, like, I, what do you want at this point? You know, like, you, yes, he had a really good run in the playoffs when Kyrie went, went down last year. But when it came down to it, he went 0 from 12 from 3 in the la- in Game 7 against the Cavs last year. And do not think people forget that. 0 of 12. Okay? Kyrie Irving, say what you will about him, would not have gone 0 of 12. That is a damn fact. Same with Gordon Hayward if he was playing. Okay? Kyrie Irving 
there's been some obviously issues across across the board this year. Hayward hasn't come back to full strength. I think he needs another season. I think he'll be back next year. You know what, dude? Like you're a young player in the league. It's just not the right attitude to have. If I'm a team that's like, like especially if, when like it's a contract year, you know, yeah, like Ky- teams are do not want to hear that. Ky- Kyrie having that attitude, you don't even. Everyone's not even excited about the attitude that he's had. And this guy is an NBA champ, been to finals multiple times multiple-time All-Star, you know, considered widely a top-10 player, top-15 player in the league. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. Terry Rozier is not a superstar. He's a role player, like you're saying. He's not even a starter. He doesn't even start for the Celtics. So if you don't want to return, they're not going like, – it's not like they're going to throw out the red carpet for you, homie, regardless of your attitude. You know, and you don't need to be talking shit to veterans. You he just, wanna, like, it's he just thinks that he could flourish in a different system without those two on his team, which, I mean, look. But he'll never be the number one anywhere. He's right. not a good enough scorer. He's not a guy that you like, like Lou Will. He's not that. He's a good defender, but he's not Lou Will. And Lou Will, Lou Will comes off the bench, and you know, he shouldn't, but he does. And, you know, it's he even he's like not like a superstar. He's a very good player, but he's not like a top twenty player in the league. And that's what right. I would consider. If you if you're a top twenty five, top twenty player in the league, that's when you're a superstar. But Terry Rozier, I, is he top fifty? Toss. No, seventy five. I don't know. I'd have to look. You have to look. You have to look. But like off the top, you're like, there's guys. He's not. I don't. He's not top fifty. No way. No way. No way. He's not top. He's not. A, not better. He's not a top. Of course, he's not top fifty. He's a backup point guard. There's thirty. Yeah, what, thirty-one teams in the NBA. The third, All of those point guards are better than him. He's technically the third string point guard on the team. Because Marcus Smart. Smart is the second string. I mean, he's not I a mean, starter. If you if you take listen, five times thirty, you know. I think that. Uh, I think that the clearly he's got fantastic reps. Mm-hmm. Who are getting him on first take? Why Scary Terry is on first take, like two days before the NBA uh, lottery? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but good for them for getting him on there. And and I mean, you know, we talk any any press is good press for him. Listen, no one really talks about him unless you're talk that. unless you're talking about Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. No one really cares about Terry unless you're talking about Kyrie. And I do think that for whatever reason, I think that the Celtics are much more inclined to keep. Terry Rozier than they are to keep Kyrie Irving because I think they were presented with a challenge when they got further in the playoffs this year and Kyrie didn't step up as a leader and as a player. Yeah, he shot terribly. I think that's what I'm saying. I think Kemba Walker and, is and, and the Celtics moved. are certainly like okay with keeping Terry on as a back as a you know as a scorer coming off the bench, mm. a microwave off the bench essentially. Yeah, I, I think and I, I think he's just sucking up and taking. He's like he's the eighth best player in the team. When push comes to shove, Horford, Hayward, Kyrie, Brown, Tatum, Morris, Smart, Nick. On that note, that's my time, guys. Oh, you're out. <laughs> I gotta leave. Oh man, uh, okay. where are you going? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to a, a script rating for How to Train Your Dragon. Five. Five. Yeah. So I mean, this whole like Game of Thrones thing, like they really just wanna, they wanna pin down that market right now. Hey, but you're playing. You're playing a dragon though, right? I can't say. Can we can we get a dragon roar from you before you leave? Yeah, you have to. No can do. Why, Sorry. dude? Come, but now people are not going to want to see the movie when you're in it. I mean, I'm pumped for you. I didn't even know that it was today. Give it a roar. It is today, man. Give it a roar. Come on, one roar. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Wow, that's, I'm wow. trembling. Speaking of scary, trembling. Terry, that was super crazy, Nick. <laughs> good luck, man. Have a good, have a good read through, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, good for Nick, honestly. Great for Nick. Yeah, it's good I, stuff. Good stuff on his front. It's, I can't. I'm not a big how to. Are you? But you're. You like How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. I've never seen it to be honest. I don't know. Is Jack Black in it? I couldn't tell you. No. 
Cool. Uh, Jay Baruchel is though. He's oh, the he's the voice him. for the the lead character. I love him. Um, but yeah, Terry. I mean, interesting. Interesting going on first take and, and saying that. Like, what stuff. are you doing, dude? Like, come on! I can't even like I took. I, you know, if you're put in that position, that they're going to ask you about Kyrie. Um, so I think that that's kind of just what the plan was from his from his press team. Yeah, I just took that segment so seriously. Like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, come on! Like, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, you're you're coming out and saying that. Like, you're the one that's blowing up the spot. Like, if it's, Horford said it's also it, like I would I would have a big deal about it. It's not anything that we are we don't already know. Like, Nothing. we know that Kyrie is just a, a head case in the locker room and oh, hard to yeah. deal with. Oh, we, we know that already. We knew that when he requested a trade from the defending Eastern Conference champions to have his own team, and then yeah. he said that he was going to be a Celtic, if y'all will have me, for life. But let's not make not. let's not make Terry Rozier relevant when he shouldn't be. Because no. it's been it has been more than a year now since he put up that performance, that awesome performance in the Eastern Conference Finals. I will say that apparently the Knicks want him and Morris, which is interesting. Those are great role players to have. Yeah, they more need is that. more so than, than Morris. Terry. Is, talk about a guy that was great in the playoffs. Talk about like him being more valuable than Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and the oh, minutes yeah. that he gives. Oh yeah, how well he shoots from three and how he defends. It's, I mean, Tatum, and rebounds. Tatum was weak. Kyrie was weak. Hayward was up and down. Horford, Jalen, Jalen Brown's, Jalen Brown's good man. Jalen Brown's as valuable as Jason Tatum. I, he showed to be. I call me crazy. I think he. I think I. That's why if we lose Kyrie and we get Kemba. I'm not like so. I think we're in a better position. I don't think oh, Kyrie. I, agree. I don't think Kyrie's a better player. But Kemba Walker is a much better system fit for you guys. It's not about the best players. It's about the right players. Quote unquote. Habit Brooks. Habit Brooks. Yeah, but I think Terry Rozier's just gotta chillax. And then we'll close it out with pack your bags, stick a fork in yourself. You're done. Pack your bags, Pete. Pack your bags. Go back to Nowheresville. Pack your bags. Stick a fork in yourself. You're done. Tanking. Tanking, tanking, tanking. The Cavs tanked. The Suns tanked. The New York Knickerbockers tanked. The Chicago Bulls tanked. And guess what? None of those teams got the first overall pick. None of those teams got the second overall pick. Okay, the Los Angeles Lakers, who were supposed to be the 13th overall pick, now have the fourth, which is pretty crazy. And then the Grizzlies jump up to the number two. The Pelicans, who were supposed to have, like, what, the seventh or sixth? Yeah. And they now have the one. They have the first overall pick. Wow. So Zion's going to go, What do you, like, uh, look off the top of your head. Just let's throw out, like, a crazy little mock right now before we get into, like, the craziness of the lottery. I'm going to go Zion. I'm going to go Ja. I'm going to go RJ. And this is where it gets tricky. I, I think, yeah, the Lakers need shooters, but they also need young help on the interior. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So who are they going after? Jackson Hayes. Really? That early? He's going to be a lot. He's going to be a top 10 pick. I mean, I'm about it. The, the, we talked about it, how much I like him. Tyson Chandler, right? And then and This is a guy that, I mean, I don't know if you want to see Jackson Hayes playing 35 minutes a game, but he certainly can play more minutes in a game than JaVale McGee. Yeah, he's athletic and he's young. And McGee is like looking shredded, but too muscular to get up and down the court for me. Honestly, it's just an age thing and, and how big he is. Like, he, he just can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's like he, he, I think the chickens have come to roost. But I think he's a great guy to teach 
Hayes. Yeah, he's a good guy. How to defend the rim. Not, Absolutely. Not like what he should do with the ball when it gets in his hands because JaVale McGee, obviously, as we've seen, has scored many a basket on the other yeah. team's goal. <laughs> no bueno. I think I think McGee and Hayes would be a good pairing. It's good, someone good for him to learn from. And I think Darius Garland would be actually be a good fit alongside LeBron and ball and they would be able to ease him in but Hayes kind of represents the more so win now kind of deal so you don't think you don't think Kobe would be great for them Kobe Bryant Kobe yeah Kobe Bryant bringing him back would be awesome no Kobe White oh Kobe White um is it too much trouble with Lonzo yeah you don't need that I think the best fit for Kobe White and I'm curious to see if and I think he'll fall there I think is the Suns or Chicago. What I was going to say was going to be RJ Hayes at the four. At the five, I think the Cavs go DeAndre Hunter or Culver, whichever. The Cavs, that just sucks for the Cavs. Wing honestly. score. Okay. Wing score. I think the Suns rip Darius Garland. I think the Bulls rip Kobe White. And then whoever. Either at, of those teams, if they swap guards, that's, that's cool for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think at the eight, the Hawks take whoever the Cavs don't of Culver and Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then I think at the nine, the Wizards take the French kid, the Yamba. Dumbuya? Dumbuya. I think yeah. they take the French kid. Because worse come, he doesn't have to play right away. They could stag- they're they going to try to tank forever. I think that organization's trash. And then it gets interesting to see what the Hawks do at 10. Because then everyone else is kind of Shia LaBeouf, even Stevens. To me, can they they can they don't need Bol Bol because they got Collins. They are, I think I'm not. They don't need Rui. I don't think. I think a good player right there for that. I think Brandon Clark would be an interesting player. Uh-huh. I think he can go that high too. His potential is really good. I think Rui's going to drop. I think Rui, Nas, Little will kind of drop out of the lottery. I hate to say it, but I yeah. think they will. Um, and then I think they could they could you know go for him right there. Uh, another guy who I, I mean there's a there's a lot of good players. I like. I mean maybe a Nas Little right there would be good. But it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing I shakes out. I see the out. Hornets going after Nas Little. They just went after Bridges, though. That's true. That's true. I guess they that's don't really kind of like the same. Yeah, like player. athletic wing who can defend. Um, yeah, it's interesting, man. I think uh, the, okay. the drop off is very. It's big after like the top nine players in that's, this draft. Yeah, like dude, like it's like it really sucks if you're picking in like the eight to like fourteen range. But if you're picking in like honestly in like the sixteen to twenty two range, I think like the guys that are valued there are steals. Like, like if I, I'm not gonna like Kevin Porter, PJ Washington, Romeo Langford, and that eleven to four. Like Romeo Langford, I could kind of get psyched about from the Hawks. If I'm the Hawks, I could walk away with Culver and Langford. That'd be kind of good. But if I'm like the Timberwolves and I have to like go for my half, to kind of see what happens. I roll the dice and bull bowl. Yeah, I mean, I want PJ. Washington. I want PJ Washington if I'm like twentieth past, and then it's a good pick. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting PJ Washington, a guy who can come in and kind of you know be a three, four hybrid veteran that can play and get good minutes. Some team, I hope the Celtics just rip Grant Williams and Carson Edwards at 20 and 22. Grant Williams, man. Yeah. Like he's Keldon Johnson is good. Is going to be good. Tyler hero is like a good, you know, safety pick and like the, he scares me. Who hero. Yeah. He disappears in games too much, but he can score well. Like if you're picking in like the twenties though, it's a good pick in the twenties. It's not a good pick. If he goes in the lottery, that's a mistake. That's a, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible mistake. I, I don't know if he's if he's ahead of twenty five. I don't like that pick. I like I like I like Cam Johnson honestly. He's not super versatile, but you know what you're getting. What do you think about this kid Thibel from Washington? I mean, he he may not go in the first round, but that could be a steal. I think he's great. Yeah, I uh, he like- he's such a good defender. I mean, it were like 
I think you're at least getting like a like a Thabo Cephalosha with that guy. Yeah, it's which good. is like a great a, it's a great NBA player right there. It's a really good comparison. There's a lot of good like second round guys like Bruno Fernando who can fall. Dylan Windler who was great at Belmont, mm-hmm. so good. Admiral Schofield who I really like. I think I he's like a really it. high percentage player, high IQ, easy to easy to work with the coaches and stuff like that. Same I mean, with Louis King. I don't know why this guy doesn't get any hype. Louis King was really good. In the Pac-12 tournament and in the NCAA tournament, I mean, Louis King is a good basketball player. I mean, he'll go in the second round. I, Okike. Okike, yeah. Okike is, he's a freak. Yeah. He's a freak athlete. And then, like, Nas Reed, you like, Tremont Waters. Like, there's a, it's a it's a good round if you have good second, if you have a lot of second round picks. Yeah, that's Tremont, good. Tremont good Waters is that. a great, he's a great point guard. It's just like one of those years, like, if you're picking, like, the 10 to, like, 15 range, or, like, the guys who you're supposed to be taking, I wouldn't be psyched about. No. But if the top five guys, I'm really pumped about Garland. I'm pumped about Kobe White. I'm I'm pretty bummed about the lottery in the sense that, uh, well, they leaked, so so they leaked the rehearsal, and the the rankings in the rehearsal, or like the lottery in the rehearsal and the picks. And the Mavs were the second pick, and then obviously you know they get the the tenth pick um, in the actual lottery. Who was the first pick in the rehearsal? It was the Suns. Yeah, it was the Suns. Then the Mavs, and I don't really remember past that because I. Stopped looking at the rest of the board once I saw that the Mavs had the second pick in rehearsal. And the minute it came out, I was like, there's no way we get a pick. I know this now. Because now that's already happened. Yep. In the fake. In the fake, in the fake one. Yeah. Um, it, it's a shame because I think, you know, the Mavericks certainly didn't tank. Um, even though I wanted them to in the, in the very end. But to get that 10th pick, I know that the Hawks aren't necessarily thrilled either. No, um, but they could like maneuver. But they got both those picks, which was the intent of the trade that they made. Yeah, like listen, they and you know what? As good as Luca is, Trey Young's fantastic. He's like not one B to Luca's one A, but he's two. He was two last year. He was a rookie's second best rookie in the league last year for sure. I would say. And now they could add some complimentary piece because Collins is good. You got yeah. Prince. Hoyter is great. That was such a good pick by them. Last yeah, year. but I mean, for me, it's like I look at the Hawks roster, I look at the Mavericks roster, and it's like the Mavs get one. If they had gotten one of these guys, it's going to be a top six pick, top five pick. They're like competing hard. Because they have Chris Tops? Yeah. They're, they're like really competing. Well, they could make some noise in free agency. They could. They could. I wonder where DeAndre Jordan's going to go in free agency. I don't know. I'm interested. I mean, I think he certainly likes playing in Dallas. Do you think he'll go back after they trade him? Like a Norwegian buyback? Maybe. The goods. Jeremy Piven. Dude, let's go. I didn't know if you were going to get the reference. Love that. Awesome. Yeah, I. Uh, that would be great. I, I really think DeAndre, he, um, he loved playing in Dallas. I think he really worked well with Luka. Mm-hmm. Because Luca demands so much attention when he drives that he had DeAndre Jordan was getting like at least five easy oops a game. Yeah, it's he, he which DeAndre is which is his game, you know. Yeah, he's a special player. He's getting up there in age too, so I'm interested to see where he goes. Maybe he will go to. Maybe he's the guy that goes to Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, obviously, the biggest thing for me right now is like, what do the Pelicans do? Because um, a lot of people are saying like, how cool would it be if the Pelicans dished. Anthony Davis and to the Knicks, and then they got that third pick, and then they got Zion well, that's and what I'm RJ. Saying. Yeah, that's my, that's um, my Zion and RJ together. Obviously, we've seen them play together before. They're fantastic together. Well, they um, they're, they're, they have to trade Anthony Davis. Do they though? He's gone. He's he doesn't want to play there. He's gone. He and you know what? Like, I don't. I think the front office wants him, and I think that with this first pick, it changes things. It. it does change. I think he's. Still, I think he's going to leave. I think. I think. I think. I don't know, man. I think Zion has so much hype around him. I mean, this guy is. He's being, he's the prince who is promised, right? And he's like supposed to be, people are talking about if he's not in talks of being LeBron and MJ, then his, his career, which is 
so much pressure and way too much pressure to put on this kid, but that his career would have been a failure and I, a bust. I, th- I think he's going to be like Charles Barkley. So. But, but that's a Hall of Fame player right there. Yeah, yeah. And you don't think Anthony Davis is excited about that? I think he's excited about that, but I think he's And also... you don't think Anthony Davis knows that if Zion goes there, he's still the number one guy, but if he goes to New York and New York gets Kevin Durant, that Kevin Durant is the number one guy then? But he's in New York. He's, I don't think he wants to be in New Orleans anymore. I think he wants to be in New York, and I think he wants to play with those guys. He's like not boys with Zion. Zion's like an eight. He's like he, Anthony Davis is not like he's, he's not boys with Kyrie or KD. I'm sure they're tighter than he is with Zion. Well, he knows them more, but yeah, they're not like buds. Well, who knows? Maybe they Snapchat. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> you probably have, they're probably homies. I, I just think Anthony Davis has. He's already made up his mind. And yeah, I'm sure like maybe changes it a little bit, but he's committed. And I think the Pelicans, as good as AD is, I, th- I don't think you can, unless he signs an extension, I don't think you could risk playing out the year with Zion. I think you got to just move him because I don't think they're, I, I, they're not going to contend with Zion this year. I think you might as well get as much as you can from while the, the iron's hot. Maybe they get, you know, the Lakers fourth pick and they get like a Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. And with the fourth pick, they can rip like a DeAndre Hunter. Or if somebody falls, they can rip like, you know, like like a Darius Garland. Here's come off the bench. here's my thing about the Knicks is that because the Knicks have so much room, I think that it's not out of the question for the Grizzlies. I, I believe that they're going to go after Jaw, but it's not out of the question for them to go and draft RJ. Oh no, that would it's really not, throw a monkey wrench into things. Right, and then if the Knicks are in that three spot and they have Jaw, I think that's not where they want to be. That's bad. That's bad for them. So I actually I think, think the Knicks should try to trade up. Should trade up to the two. Interesting. So they should do what the Mavs did. Yeah, they should lock to in lock RJ. That they can get RJ because they don't need Jaw. They have Dennis Smith Jr. Right, right. Maybe give up like a future protected first round pick, move up to the number two pick, and then just lock in Jaw. The Grizzlies move back. They get like a protected pick, and they just take Jaw Morant. Yeah, things are looking exciting for the the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, that was that was huge for the Lakers. Holy shit, that was like everything they needed and more. God, lucky. Lucky SOBs. Lucky, very lucky. Yeah, and, like, and now and that, the new, we got the new coaches, the new lottery system. I it was a good, I was a good day yesterday. I was pumped about it. I was pumped. I'm pumped that the Knicks didn't win the fucking lottery. <laughs> Sorry, my friends at home, family members, Ben Lyons. I know you guys wanted that, but god damn it, like Pelicans need that. It's a huge victory for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now people, it was rigged because they wanted to keep basketball in NOLA because Anthony Davis was leaving. And you know what? I don't care. Let it be rigged. I hope Zion comes in, takes over, stays there his entire career, and gets him a title. Wow. Do you think that? Do you think that's going to happen? No. I don't either. Neither do I. <laughs> and on that note, everybody, drag both feet inbound, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that pot, hit your peak, hit your peak, hit your PKs because they free. Get the iron frown. And hit your free throws, right, guys? Cause they free. We out, y'all. We love ya. Puts it up.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.